Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, you are in for a serious treat today. Can I just tell you the guests that I have on this show, I am so lucky to be able to bring such incredible people on this show, to make the connections with them and the relationships with them. This episode is so, so good. And what makes it even better is the person that I am interviewing in this episode has such a heart of gold. She truly is just a breath of fresh air. You are going to love this episode because there's so much goodness in it, but I know you're just going to love Madison and the energy she brings and the jokes that she drops. She had me laughing this entire interview and I know you're going to love her. So we are going to be talking with Madison and Naya today all about finding and attracting your dream client. How do we find them? How do we create content for them? She literally breaks it down in a way that just makes so much sense. Like when I listen to this episode, I am learning things again that I know I've heard before, but the way she explains them just, it makes so much sense. So I know you're going to love this episode. Get your pen and paper ready to learn from Madison. So let me just tell you who Madison is real quick and then we'll dive on into today's episode. Madison Anaya is the host of the Fearless Chase community where she provides business education and community for creatives to find friends and reach their goals together through podcasts, conferences, and more. You're going to love Madison. Let's go on and meet her. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. All right. I am so excited to bring Madison on the podcast today. Madison, welcome. I cannot wait for you to pour into my listeners today. Thank you so much. I am so, so excited to be here, Aubrey. So let's just dive right in. Let's learn a little bit about you, who you are, your background, and how you got to be where you are right now. Yeah. So my story is a little bit different than what most people would expect. I was kind of on this pathway of living the dream that I thought that I was set out for, right? Like I grew up in the suburbs. You think you're going to go to college and get married and have a job and then you have babies and you stay home and you get the boat and the nice house and all the things. And I was on track for that. And I got married to my middle school sweetheart. I was going to school and a couple months into getting married, I ended up totaling my car, which was not not a big deal, except for when you just paid for a giant wedding and you barely got that deductible in savings. Um, and then a couple months after that, unfortunately, my father-in-law lost his battle to stage four colon cancer. And then a few months after that, our house that we had just bought not even a year 
before had flooded in a hurricane. And then a few months after that, my mother-in-law got cancer. And then a few months after that, my parents got divorced and it felt like I was drowning. It was like one thing after another, after another. And I was like, well, when they said that your first year of marriage is going to be hard, like I wasn't thinking this, I was thinking like, we'll argue over like how to fold the towels or like how to separate finances. And like, this is a lot. And I can remember just like grasping for any bit of inspiration or any bit of motivation that could kind of get me out of this rut. Because I started to notice that while I was already starting to feel sorry for myself, that other people were too. And there's nothing that I think we as humans hate more than people to like pity us. Like that's such an awful feeling when they start to say the same things that you're already saying in your head. And so I was like, Oh no, I, this cannot be my reality. I've, you know, this is, this is not what I signed up for. I had uh, had all these giant dreams before and, and they just kind of like sunk to the bottom of the ocean while I was trying to catch a breath of air and all of this. And so I had um, come across some different motivational speakers and stuff like that and ended up going to a women's conference, which I didn't even know was a thing. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I love this. I came home. I decided, uh, which I'm like embarrassed to say to Aubrey because she has a teaching background, but I decided to quit school and start a podcast because that sounded wise in my head. <laughs> and through that, I ended up interviewing a girl who taught people how to be a VA and I didn't even know what VA stood for. I thought that that stood for like veterans assistance. I didn't know that that was like a career or anything. And so at the time, the job that I was at was this small business where everyone kind of does everything, but I had a lot of experience running conferences and events and planning and social media marketing and building websites and just kind of had my hand at everything and realized that people would pay me a whole lot more even if I had done that on my own through freelancing, which I assume a lot of you listening understand that and have been through that process as well. And so through that process, um, I started taking on some VA clients. I ended up leaving my job and, um, eventually pivoted a couple of different times into doing content strategy, which is where I found my sweet spot really was. And, now I'm really focused on building a community and a space for women to learn business education from other experts who aren't just me, because uh, I certainly do not have all the answers. And also just creating a space where they don't have to do it alone, because that was the number one thing that I struggled with the most when I decided to take that leap of faith. I started working from home. And I remember that first week I thought, what do I do now? <laughs> because I had replaced my income in, in half the amount of time that I had been working. So I had all this extra time and I thought, well, do I clean my house? Do I watch a ton of YouTube? Like, what do I do here? And I just remembered thinking, well, none of my friends got it because they were still, you know, just on the regular nine to five path. And I, it was really hard to make friends in the first place. And when I did, um, sometimes it just didn't work out or whatever. And so I, when I finally got my kind of, uh, hand at things, I was like, you know what, I'm going to create the space that I don't see yet because surely, surely if I can just create the space, then other people who are struggling with this can all come and we can feel safe to dream as big as we possibly want and uh, really see how we can help each other out. I love that you mentioned the community piece because that's so true. And especially like my town is super teeny tiny and there's not really anyone here who's doing what I'm doing, which I like, I love on one hand, cause I'm like, yes, I'm the pioneer. Like I'm going to go out and set the, you know, tone yeah. but the other time. Like it's hard because like, even with my friends, like they'll say like, Oh, how's work? Like, are you still doing that thing? And they don't get it. So having that community is so crucial so that you can be around other people just who speak that same language that you do. So I would love to talk a little bit about like your fearless chase community and how that came to be and like the meaning and the message behind that. 
Yeah. So, and I, I love that you mentioned like even understanding the same lingo, because I remember like, I would get so excited because I would learn about like Pinterest analytics or like all of this stuff. And my friends are like, cool. Like, can we talk about something else? Because <laughs> they just didn't get it. Um, yeah. So the Fearless Chase community really started from the podcast and the name behind the Fearless Chase at the time, um, it's really morphed into something different for me to be a little more special to me, I guess. But in the time I was like, I just want something that sounds like really cool. That's going to catch someone's attention. I want people to chase after their dreams, but I didn't want it to sound corny or whatever. There were so many different names that it was almost, and thank God that they're not. Um, but now when I really think about what the fearless chase is, and I, even if you don't share the same faith as me, that's totally okay. But I hope you can kind of hear my heart in behind this, but I believe that we were made in perfect love. And I also believe that within perfect love, their fear doesn't exist. So I want to chase after the version that I was always created to be every day. And so for me, the fearless chase means I am fearlessly choosing to chase after that that version that I was always created to be every single day, because it is going to be a choice every day. And some people may hear that and they're like, I don't want to have to chase after anything. That sounds exhausting. Yada, yada. And I'm like, it's not like that. I'm not like saying like hustle it into existence or like just go at burnout until it happens. That's not what this is at all. But yeah. So the community right now is we meet up for events and things like that, obviously when COVID's not happening. But other than that, we have a Facebook group and I was so hesitant to start a Facebook group because I was like, I don't even love Facebook. I don't want to do this. And when I finally gave in, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it a different way than I'm seeing other people do it. And so it was really important to me that everyone there felt seen and heard and appreciated and included and allowed. And that meant not having these kind of rules that I saw a lot of other groups having, because I don't know about you, Aubrey, but I had been in so many groups before when I was very first starting out, trying to ask questions, trying to collaborate, trying to just do all the things and learn all the things. And I can remember like, you know, publishing my first blog post and I was so excited. So I wanted to share it in this group. And this girl sent me a direct message and said, Hey, we took down your post because it was borderline self-promotion. And that made me feel so gross inside. And so sad because I thought, Oh no, they thought that I was trying to break their rules or they thought that I thought I was better, whatever, you know, that spiral, you kind of go off when you're insecure, especially in the beginning. And I was just excited to share and I wanted someone to be able to celebrate with me. And so for me, I, I have always said, this is a group where I want you to self promote. I want you to sing from the rooftops what you're doing. I want you to ask your questions. I want you to do collaborations because to me, your, your space on the internet, whether it's a Facebook group or even just your Instagram or whatever you have, whatever platform you have, it's like your house and you're inviting people over to your party. And if you're saying like, Hey, you can't self promote. Hey, it's all about me here. Then that would be like inviting people to your party and saying like, Hey, everyone have a great time. Uh, but don't talk about what you do to anyone. Don't, <laughs> don't ask any questions. Don't, it's only going to be about what I, I'm, this is it. And so if you can just kind of reframe it in your head that way of like, this is my party and this is how I want to serve people. Then, you know, and we're going to dig into a little bit later in this interview about knowing who you're serving. It really kind of helps as you're navigating business of where you're wanting to go, even knowing who you're serving, knowing how to serve them in the first place, kind of all of that. Preach, 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 preach. <laughs> I, I've heard you say that before too. And it just, I hear your heart in that. And that's like the true definition of collaboration over competition. And I love that you offer that space to people and let them feel like they can, because it's a great, it's, it's so exciting to be a part of a community where you feel like 
hey, I can come to this group and this is where I can kind of test out my ideas and I can kind of get feedback before I go and offer this to the world because it's like one thing, number one, it's like hard to put yourself out there in the first place. But number two, when you put yourself out there and like you hear crickets, then it's like you fall flat on your face and you're like, why am I even doing this? And like you said, go down that like spiral of like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I love, I love, love, love that you do that. It's so inspiring. And like, you just have like such an amazing heart. So I just want to like give you that little piece there. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Yes. And feel free to take any of these ideas, run with them, include them in your own. Um, And I think the biggest thing that holds people back when I've talked to other entrepreneur friends before I say like, why don't you let people promote in your groups? And they say like, oh, well it just, it takes away from what it is or it takes away business from me or whatever. And the truth is, is that that mindset, that scarcity mindset is going to hold you back so much further than just a Facebook group. So if you can just nip that in the butt right now, that there really is enough for all of us, like that will get you so much further than you even know. Right. And what, like you said, we're going to dive more into it, but it kind of speaks to that whole thing too. Like when you're offering your services and you're like, well, like I want to offer Pinterest, but there's so many people now offering Pinterest services, or there's so many people offering website design. And it's like, but you do it a special way. You know what I mean? So it's like not getting stuck in that place of like, there's nothing out there for me because so many people are doing it. Like there is, there is a space for you and like stepping into that and owning that, that you offer something special. It doesn't make one person better than the other. It just makes you the right fit for your ideal client, which is like a perfect segue into our next question, which is going to be about finding like that dream client that we work with. How can we start attracting those people? So we're not getting all those people coming to us who are wanting us to do things we don't want to do. We don't enjoy doing. And frankly, like people who just aren't a great fit for us. Great question. And I'm going to take it back a step even to ask, do you even know who your dream client is? Because if you don't, then you, you're just kind of like putting out a million feelers and like hoping to just get anybody who, anybody who will take the bait. Awesome. I've got some income this month, right? I know that feeling. Um, and you may be thinking, yeah, I know who my dream client is. She's like a woman. She's like in between her 25 and 35 range. And she's all those things. If you are nodding your head and you're like, yeah, that's me. Eh, wrong. (laughs) You need to know this person as if it is a one person, right? Like people say, who's your target audience? And the reason why I don't like that term is because it makes people think that there's an entire arena of people whose needs you're trying to meet. I don't know about you, but I can't even get my entire like friend group to agree on one place to go eat. So like trying to think of meeting the needs of an entire arena of people just sounds overwhelming. And of course you're not going to know how to sell. Of course you're going to feel weird whenever you're not knowing like, oh, what types of stories should I share? What types of topics should I talk about? Like, how can I sell to them? You have no clue because you're trying to sell to a bajillion different people with different needs and different seasons of life and different things like that. So I like to use the example of America's Next Top Model because I love Tyra Banks all day, every day, always will. Um, She taught me so much in high school, love her. And uh, so I want you to picture when you're thinking about who your dream client is, you've got this like first round of people and I'm just gonna... I'm just going to make the assumption right now that most of your target audience is probably women just because mine is, and I assume Aubrey's is as well. Women love to help women out, which I think is really great. Uh, So you've got this first round and this first round is people who you would love to work with just in general, right? Like, so we're just throwing everyone into the pot and they're all like there and they're doing their thing and whatever. And so then you come in and you say, okay, we've got to eliminate some girls. We've got to move into the next round. And the next round of people, only people in this group 
who need what you have to offer get to go to the next round. So you say, okay, I'm so sorry. The rest of you are going to have to go back to the house. You're going to have to pack your bags. It was nice knowing you. We'll see you on Twitter, whatever. Then you get down to this next round. I don't even know why I said Twitter because I don't even get on Twitter. Um, but then you get to the next round and you're like, all right, we're really down to it because now we've got the people who we like. And then we've got, you know, now these, these people in this room, we like them. They need what we have to offer, but we need to narrow it down. There can only be one America's Next Top Model. There can only be one Aubrey's Dream client who is this going to be? It's a tough decision, I know. But when you're thinking about who this one person is out of this whole group, I want you to think like, what would your dream work day look like? What would your dream client work experience look like? Who would make it to where they are like, you get on a call with them and you're like, oh my gosh, how can I lock this girl down to be besties for the resties? Like I just like, I would work for free for her because I've enjoyed being with her so much. Clearly you're not going to do that, but think of who that person is. Now there are two different kinds of thoughts here, right? Some people, it's easier to think of this as an imaginary person. Some people, they need it to be somebody who is real or kind of pitch patched version of different people that they really know in real life. Either way, likely your dream client is somewhat a past version of yourself. So if you don't even know where to start at all, think about you in the scenario of the, when you needed the service that you happen to offer, right? So for me, I am thinking about who needs to join this community, probably Mads two years ago because she was really lonely. What was she struggling with? Comparison, imposter syndrome, um, just a lot of different things. And so when you can narrow it down to one specific person, then you're going to ask more nitty gritty questions like, their name and their income and are they married and what season of life are they in and where do they live and all of that. And a lot of times people say like, why is that important? Why should I know like how much they, how much they make? This isn't even a real person, yada, yada. Okay. Well, if it's, if you say it's not a real person, then this isn't going to work. Um, even if you're imagining it, they need to be so real to you. Just like Lizzie McGuire is 100% real to me. Just like Michael Scott really does live in Scranton and is running Dunder Mifflin. Okay. Like that, <laughs> those are real people in my heart. Okay. Uh, you need to be like, I could totally sell to Michael Scott. I'm just saying. Anyway, so they need to be so real because you need to be able to know how to actually sell to them, right? So if you, it boils down, everything boils down to who your dream client is. Even your fonts, your colors, your branding, your pricing, your exact offers, everything boils down to who your dream client is. And a lot of times we get it backwards because we start a business and we, what's the first thing we do? Uh, we, start a Pinterest board. And we are like, yes, I would love these colors and these fonts and whatever. And then you end up changing them three or four times in one year because we've all been there, right? Because you're like, oh, well, this still doesn't fit. And I don't know why. And I can't figure out what the root, root problem of everything is. Something's just not working in all these different categories. It all boils down to who are you serving? Who's the one person you're serving? Because if you know them as well as your best friend, like if your best friend uh, was pregnant and you were about to throw a baby shower for her, you know what kind of theme she wants. You know what colors that need to be there. You know what stuff she thinks is tacky. You know what stuff she thinks is like really like fun and exciting. You know what type of food to put out. You know that her mom's gluten-free, so you've got to make sure that there's some veggies out there for her, right? Like you know how to serve her so dang well. And so when it comes to details, like how much do they make? Okay. Well, that's going to determine, can I put a course out there? That's $2,000. Well, how much are they making a year? Would that like attract them or repel them? Because this idea of attract and repel a lot of times scares new entrepreneurs because they're like, we don't want to repel anyone because repelling means no money. And that means I can't pay my bills. And that means I have to go back to my corporate job, which sounds terrifying. I get it. But just keep in mind also that you always have, you will always figure it out. You always have but we want to figure it out in the way that 
actually makes you happy and actually makes your decision of taking that leap of faith worth it. Um, because that was a scary jump for you. I know it was because it's scary for everyone to take that leap of faith from their corporate job to, to start freelancing and then to eventually start building out a full brand, uh, full business. Um, so really knowing who your dream client is, is what's going to determine how to attract them. That was like your first main question is how do we know how to attract the right people? Well, now that you've figured out who that right person is, now you know where to find them, right? Because if you're asking nitty gritty questions of who are they following on social media, what types of books are they reading? What types of podcasts are they listening to? What types of groups are they in on Facebook? You know where to find them. You know now how to interact with them. You know what types of uh, language to use or things to bring up. For example, for me, um, maybe, maybe my dream client also follows, let's say, Jenna Kutcher. And let's say that she's 27, okay? I'm going to go on Jenna's page and I'm going to see um, who is engaging with her posts. Not not the people who are saying like, oh, so cute, love this, like uh, that kind of stuff, whatever. We're not here for that. But if they're leaving genuine questions or genuine engagement that says something like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally struggle with this all the time. Thank you so much for saying this. And I, and I see that it's a body positivity post. I may be thinking, oh wow, yes, mad, you know, my dream client probably does struggle with body image because as a woman in your twenties, we've got a lot of marketing coming at us that says that we're not good enough. What if I spoke to that? Is that on brand for me? Does it also serve my dream client? Okay. Let's, let's figure out how can we pair those two things together to know what to create. Um, and so when you, and then you can start engaging with them. So number one, I would take note of exactly what they're saying, because the other thing is, is a lot of people say, people will say, listen to what your dream clients are telling you. And the answer is always, well, they're not telling me anything. I put on Instagram story, like, what do you want to hear from me? And then they get nothing. Okay. And, and they're frustrated and then they're hitting their head against the wall and they're trying to crunch numbers and figure out if they're going to be able to still do this while they're still working with people they don't love. When in actuality, the answers are there. You're just not being enough Nancy Drew. So let's put on some like some glasses. Let's get cracking at it. Let's get your notebook out and let's do some research and investigating to see what people are actually saying. So if you come across somebody and you see that they kind of fit the category of your dream client, they're not going to fit every single box, but let's say they check like, I don't know, five of the seven boxes you may have of that general person. Um, see what types of things they're saying. Literally copy and paste what they have said into a Google Drive, Airtable, Asana, Trello, whatever you use. And then when you go to create content, create it around that and use their exact verbiage. And here's why that's important is you want to continue the conversation that's going on in their head because that makes them feel like they that you already know them, that you are already one step ahead of them, that you always seem to have the right thing for them, right? For example, in my Facebook group a couple of weeks ago, um, I asked something along the lines of like, where's everyone on the struggle bus? There's a lot of people in this group that I know could help each other out. Let's see what we can come up with together and really collaborate here. Keep in mind, I asked that same question that could have said, what do you want to hear from me? That no one's going to answer in a very creative way. And the reason why I didn't say, what do you want to hear from me? Is because that has become white noise. So if you're, if you catch yourself typing something the same way that somebody else has done a million times, right? You get an influx of followers. We've all done this before. You get an influx of followers. You get maybe, I don't know, 200 new followers. And the first thing you do is you say, Hey, I've seen a lot of new faces around here. So I thought I'd introduce myself, right? We've all done that so many times, but then I want you to think when you come across that, what do you do? Do you read it? No, probably not because you've been there long enough. You know, this person, you're not going to engage and it's going to flop. So you scroll right past. So you've got to figure out how you can be creative. So going back to that post in the Facebook group, someone had put 
that they didn't understand um, that they were really struggling with freebie ideas. They didn't know how to do freebies that people would actually want. So then I took that information and I said, okay, cool. They don't know how to do freebies. The very next day I made a post on my Instagram that said, here are three freebie ideas that people actually want. And in that three people commented, it's like, you're reading my mind. It's crazy. I was just thinking about this. I know you were because I'm listening. Right. And people are so shocked by that because it's not science. It's just being a good leader. It's just actually taking the time to be intentional and listen. But so many times we're so caught up in what we're doing that we don't make it a priority. We think like, Oh, I've got to come up with this marketing strategy. I've got to do all these things and yada, yada, yada. And we, we forget that it's all about the people, right? So like, if you can think about all of the struggles that you have in your business, likely everything can be solved by just making relationships, the number one priority in your business, right? You want to work with the right people. You need to be having one-on-one deep conversations, deep uh, connections with the people you want to work with. That's how you make a greater income. Not just by putting out content. Content's great. Content will serve them, but what's going to serve them even more and what's going to make them remember you and know and like, and truly trust you is having that connection with them. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I know that was I'm a just, lot. That no, was a really just, long answer. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Like i Madison and I can see each other. I'm just sitting here and like the whole time I'm like, not in my head. I'm like, yep, yep, need, need to be doing that. <laughs> so, so good. Okay. So like we know who our deal client is, like we've done that work. We've really put in the effort. And like you've said too, it needs to be more than just like, here are like some few bullet points. on like who this person is because you and I had talked before we pressed record. And when we really start to figure out who that person is, it makes it so much easier when we have people coming through the door, getting on those discovery calls with us. It makes it so much easier to say like, yes, this is a dream client. This is a good fit. And then to be able to say like, no, like this is not, and that's okay because not everyone has to be your cup of tea. And when you really get clear on who you want to work with, like that just makes it so much easier. That will make your life so much easier. Like you're not going to be feeling like you're spinning your wheels. Like you're working all the hours, like you're dragging because you're working with someone who you truly say like, this is the person that I want to serve. Like you said, do that for free. So we figure that out. We've done that work. And now we really want to create that content so that we can be seen as the expert. Because like we said before, there's a lot of different people doing what we're doing and we want to be the one that stands out. So how can we create that content? What can like a service-based business owner, what kind of content can they create so that they stand out and they show number one, like I'm open for business, but also number two, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of it, you'll hear me say this a million times, probably just throughout following me or even just on this podcast alone is it all boils down to serving. So what do they need to hear? It's not about you. And that's really hard to remember because we have been so kind of bombarded with this influencer style of look at me, look at me, look at me, buy my stuff, buy, buy what I'm wearing, buy what I have in my house, all of that. That's a very different model. Um, it just is versus a service-based business service-based literally service is in the name. So how can we serve them? Um, and how can we do it different? The number one thing that I think can set you apart is to just be yourself. And I know that some people are rolling their eyes because they wanted it to be a much cooler answer than that. But here's what I will say. When I first started, I was so insecure for so many different reasons. Number one, I had dropped out of college, right? I only had an associates. I was going for my bachelor's. I dropped out. Second, I was only 
I think 22 or 23 at the time. And I was so insecure that no one would want to listen to me because they would think I was too young, too inexperienced, too whatever, right? We all have our insecurities that I'm not blank enough. And so I felt like I needed to come off a whole lot more polished and a whole lot more professional and business, businessy, whatever. Well, that never really translated well um, because it wasn't really me. And also here's the thing too, is when you're sending emails or you're writing copy or you're whatever on your website, whatever, if it's one type of conversation and then you jump on a video chat with them and it's a whole different person, like that's very confusing. Do not catfish your people. Okay. Like you gotta stay the same the whole way. And I can remember when I finally said, all right, I'm just going to be myself. And as scary as that is, because that means that if they're rejecting that, they're really rejecting me, even though I know that that's not really true. It felt that way, right? It can feel that way sometimes. Um, that's when I got the most momentum. Okay. So when I actually leaned into the fact that I'm only 25, however, I still feel like I'm 82 years old inside when I start and, and leaned into I'm 25 and I want to serve people who are also in that age range. I said, okay, how can I really connect with them? I started bringing up references like Princess Diaries and How Hot Channing Tatum is and Zac Efron and Avril Lavigne Skater Boy and like all these different things. And people came out of the woodworks and they were like, oh my gosh, yes. Because there's something really powerful about hitting any emotion, but especially nostalgia, like that specific emotion. I don't know what it is, but that one just makes people immediately feel like you're close in your family, right? Because if you can place them back to their best time of their childhood, they can feel like y'all were there together. So if I start bringing up Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls and all these different things, you think that we were at the same sleepover in high school, okay? So just kind of keeping that in mind, but also play on your own personality. If you're someone who's really like funny and sarcastic, like it's okay. You are building your own personal brand. So then you need to show the person behind that personal brand and not be scared that it's not going to translate. Well, I was talking to a girl a few weeks ago and she was like, I'm just scared because I've built up this whole audience. And like, anytime I try to share about anything that I actually like, I feel like they don't resonate. And so I was like, okay, well that's because you weren't attracting the right people. And that's unfortunately what can happen is you end up, especially in a freelance position, you end up attracting the wrong people because you are telling them that you're a different person than you actually are. So you know, it doesn't really end up working for anybody because then they get in and they're like, ah, oh, you weren't really who I thought. And you're like, ah, oh, well, this isn't really what I thought. And so if you just from the get-go can, can be yourself and that in and of itself is going to be a strong leading factor of this, but also your question of what do you actually talk about? How do you actually show up on social media, everything like that? What types of pieces of content do you do? It goes back to what what kind of falls in that Venn diagram middle of your personal brand and your dream client? This, I just want you to picture everything like you're at a party or you are at, all right, let, let's try to picture them as you're their mentor and they're your mentee, right? Because you may be teaching them a little bit of stuff and you are having coffee together. What types of conversations would you be having? Even if you're mentoring them in business, you're likely also going to talk about other things that are important. If you're both married, you're probably going to talk about your husbands. If you're both moms, you're probably going to talk about the struggles of having kids, right? Or the joys of having kids, whatever it is, right? Like find the overlap and let those be the things that you talk about um, and serve in. And also think about when you're thinking about who your dream client is, it's really important to know what their struggles and their desires are. Not just as it pertains to your business though, not just as it pertains to what you're offering, but also as it pertains to their season of life, because 
that's important to remember. So for me, like it's important to talk about comparison a lot because that's something that I've struggled with a lot. It's important to talk about imposter syndrome a lot because I know that women in their first few stages of business, heck, even all the stages at some point, really struggle with imposter syndrome. So that's something that I hit on a lot because I know that that's something that they are dealing with and it's going to connect with them. So I hope that that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So ultimately like what we're, what we're getting to is like finding your ideal client and then starting to show up in an authentic way. And I love that you touched on the two, on that too, about like, we can smell like from a mile away when someone is not like being themselves, like you get on Instagram stories and you can, like, you can see that. And it is hard. Like it's hard to show up. It's hard to, cause you're thinking, okay, I've got half of my followers are people I knew in high school and what are they going to say? <laughs> and, but I know oh, that I gotta, yes. yeah, I gotta show up and do this. And you know, but we want it to, I, the, the main thing I really wanted to, to get at too is doing it in an authentic way. And you, you kind of fled into that and not just having it be something that you check off a box saying like, mm-hmm. okay, I did this today. Like doing it in a way that feels really good to you and feels authentic to you, but also speaking to those struggles and speaking to like what they need. And also knowing that it's okay if someone decides like, oh, I thought this was going to be different. This isn't for me. That's great because you don't want all the, all these people who don't really ever want to work with you to be following along with you. Like, wouldn't you rather like, this is, I always compare it to my podcast because there's, you know, and same with Instagram followers. Like we could always think like, oh, I would love to have 10,000 followers or I would love to have a hundred thousand downloads on my podcast or whatever the number is for you. But I always try to compare it to like, I think of how impactful it would be to be in a room and to be speaking about that thing that you are truly passionate about. Like if you are truly passionate about designing a website so that uh, your potential client can go out and sell their thing that they just are so passionate about. Like if you could talk to 10 people in a room, like think of how impactful that would be. Like, why do you need all these people? Like think of just like those 10 people and how you can serve them. So you touched on like all of that today. This was so, so good. If you were to give like one little last piece, like you've done the freelancing thing, you've made this transition, you've shifted, like you've really found your sweet spot in what you do now. If you could kind of give one last piece of advice to a freelancer who's doing okay, like they're feeling like they're treading water, but they really want to step into that CEO role, what kind of advice would you give them? This is a really good question. And I hope that I still believe in this answer when this airs. Um, (laughs) uh, Just because I, I haven't thought too hard on this one yet, but I think what I would say is that it's okay to experiment. Um, you can't get to that next role without allowing yourself to be a beginner again and giving yourself the grace to do that. And in order to do that, you're going to have to experiment things. And a lot of times we end up trying something and then we fail and we think that's it. And instead of realizing that almost everything we have in our homes that we use on a daily basis, if they would have stopped after the first failure or even the hundredth failure, we wouldn't have it. We wouldn't be using it. We wouldn't love it. So I would just encourage you to not be afraid to try, not be afraid to continue to try to experiment and not let it be so, I know this is so hard, but not let it be so tied to who you are, right? Like a lot of times we say like, this is my purpose. So we, we attach so much emotion to it. And when we fail at it, right? We think like, oh, we are a failure instead of, I just got closer to figuring out that that where I'm actually supposed to be. Right. Because if you look at it, especially me and my (laughs) process of how I think I'm like, cool process of elimination. Right. I didn't study very well. Like in high school, I always got A's and B's, but it was never because I actually knew the answer. It was just process of elimination. I was like, well, I know it's not that one. 
that's how you have to look at this. It's like, okay, let's try this. Let's see if this works. Okay. It wasn't that one. At least we know that I've gotten to the point now where like, if I invest in something and it didn't work or I didn't like it, or it's not what I thought, I just say, oh, that was a $200 lesson. That was a $20 lesson. That was a $40 lesson, whatever. Because in my head, I'm not going, I just lost $200. Are you kidding me? Like it's, it's all about how you frame it. So I can just reframe it to say, all right, well that taught me this, you know, I never even finished my bachelor's. So I, I, <laughs> I've got a lot of money to make up in that process anyway. So <laughs> that's, that would probably have to be my answer is don't be afraid to try and just keep trying over and over and over again. So true because that's how any of us get anywhere. It's just like, and I've, I've said this before on my podcast, like literally the only way that you can fail or be a failure is if you stop doing it. Like if you just keep going and you see it as, oh, like this didn't work out. How can I change that? Like if you get on a discovery call with someone and they decide to go a different way. Okay. Let's, let's reflect on that. Let's look back on it and not say like, oh, it's me. They don't like me. They don't like what I have to offer. Let's reflect on that. Like let's tweak your, your discovery, your pitch, whatever it may be so that your next one, like you can feel a little bit more confident and you can feel a little bit more relaxed and whatever it may be. So that's such, such, such great advice. So I know that literally after this episode, everyone is going to want to come hang out with you. Like you are so fun. <laughs> it's, I just know that. So where can we find you and hang out with you, join your community, all the things, give us all the links and everything where we can go. You're so sweet. Um, I hope everyone thinks that I'm fun and because I would love to be friends with everyone. So um, I mainly hang out over on Instagram. My handle is at Madison Bailey Anaya. And then if you want to join our free community, it's on Facebook, the Fearless Chase Community by Madison Anaya. And we'd love to see you in there. Awesome. And then your podcast too. For yes, Fearless the Fearless Chase, Chase podcast. <laughs> All the things. All right. Well, thank you so much, Madison. It has been such a blast chatting with you today. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.